I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, hey, this is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Uh, This is the second time I've done this. I did something, uh, and I screwed up the recording, so... Welcome to the second taping of this show. Uh, so, um, a little housekeeping before we get going, guys. Uh, I do have a YouTube page. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with it yet. Um, to be honest, I have been dealing with an injury. I hurt myself at work. Uh, I blew out a knee. And just a couple days ago, I had knee surgery. So, a lot of this last couple months have been dealing with doctors and uh, physical therapy and all this kind of stuff. So it's been a real pain in the butt. Um, but yeah, so I'm not really sure yet what I'm going to do, uh, but go there. I have some stuff there. I'm going to try and put some new stuff up. Uh, you know, I'm trying, but this life thing is getting in the way of this podcast. <laughs> so, but guys go to the Michigan maniac fan page on Facebook and Instagram. I am able to do that kind of stuff. Um, and be creative with making my own memes and things like that. Uh, the YouTube's a little bit different just because I like to put some production value in with the videos. So uh, that takes more concentration and on some of the medication, I can't really do that. Uh, so anyways, uh, go there, go to the fan page on Facebook and Instagram. I make my own memes. I talk to the fans. We talk, we chop it up about everything. If it's Michigan football, Michigan basketball, whatever, I will talk Michigan all day long. It doesn't matter. I enjoy it. I love it. So then, um, also guys, uh, Twitter at maniac podcast, um, on Twitter, follow me there. Guys, I live tweet uh, the basketball games when I get a chance. I haven't, I didn't get a chance to do it the Penn State game because I believe that happened the other day. That was the day of my surgery, so I was kind of out of it. Um, so I'm going to live tweet, do more of that stuff on Twitter, try not to get myself in trouble because I'll be honest, I'm scared of Twitter with the way I think and how I don't usually have a filter sometimes. I think that could really uh, hurt some stuff, but I'm going to try to do the best I can. Um, also, I have a great promotion. The best promotion we've had out there is you guys go ahead and uh, go to either the Michigan Maniac fan page uh on Facebook and leave a review or go to Apple podcast or uh, iTunes is the same thing. Leave, leave a review there. Hit me up on the DM on uh, Instagram or on the Michigan fan page on Facebook. Uh, Leave me a message. Send, let me know your full name, your address and what, uh, what platform you did this on. And I will go ahead and send you a free sticker. A free Maniacs logo sticker. It's pretty awesome. So let's get into this episode. This episode, I'm mainly just going to go over the Senior Bowl and who I think is going to be starting in the 2020, uh, right now before the spring. So this way, pre, it's like a little pre-judging, you know, throwing out that forecast. So we'll see how good I am at this and, uh, you know, we'll may- maybe do it each and every year after this. Uh, so let's get into... Um, the 2020 roster. Now, I think there are probably one, there's about six or seven positions that I think are locks. 
there that you don't even have to worry about it. These are the guys, and boom, I'll run them off real quick, and then we'll go into the major battles, which is there's at least one, two, three, four, five, five, maybe five different positions that could be filled. So we'll go with that. Um, so positional locks. Uh, I'm gonna go running back number one here. That's Charbonnet. Uh, I know everybody loves Haskins and has fallen in love with Haskins, but if you paid attention to the through the whole of the season, towards the end, Charbonnet got better. Charbonnet got stronger. And then you started to see Hassan Haskins make more mistakes or just wasn't as effective as he was earlier. Um, Ohio State being a good example. Um, neither one of them had great games, but... Uh, Charbonnet had a much better game than he did in the fact that he didn't make any critical mistakes. Um, the glaring one where Haskins uh, ran the opposite way of the hole. You know, we don't need to go back into that nightmare. Uh, also, the Alabama game. Uh, Haskins came in the second half, didn't do anything. Charbonnet was killing it in the first half. Don't know why they went away from that in the second um, but Charbonnet, I think, is the 1A. Haskins will be the 1B. We're going to have a fantastic running game next year, so I'm not really worried about that. Um, wide receiver, I mean, come on. It's Nico Collins, number one. You got Bell, number two. And for me, it's going to be Giles Jackson. I know there's a lot of talk. A.J. Henning and uh, Cornelius Johnson or Mike Sainer still. For me, uh, and it was obvious the star potential that Giles Jackson had when he was on that field. And I know a lot of it was on special teams, but even when he's on the field, people had to pay attention to him. And that's only going to, that's just going to grow with him getting more and more, uh, reps in the offense so I think he's going to be amazing then you throw Chris Evans probably in that third slot as well don't know really where he's going to fit in yet but for my money it's going to be those three uh Collins Bell and then um and then uh Jackson those are my three and I think that's a lock no no need to even really discuss it I think our starting tight end uh, it's going to be Nick Eubanks. Uh, his size, speed with his hands, and he's a much better blocker this year than he has been. So he's an improving blocker. He's showing that he's got more skill now. I think he's a lock for the tight end spot. Number two, it could be either one, Schoonmaker or all. Um, I know Schoonmaker looked pretty good at the beginning of the season. Don't really see him so much at the end. But I don't know if that was because McCune was back and he was eating up all the starting time or maybe all got in there and won some snaps away. Who knows? So I think the battle for the second guy, eh, that's going to be interesting. But I mean, no one's no one's on the on pins and needles on who's the second tight end. You know what I mean? On any team, um, on the D line, it, the D line's locked. I don't I don't know if anybody can really make it in there. Like on the defensive ends, you're looking at Salt and Pepper over there, Pay and Hutchinson. No one's going to outdo those kids. Those they're the lock. In the middle, you got the chubby face assassin, uh, Carlo Kemp, and then you got the big boy Chris Hinton. Um, Chris Hinton, I mean, to me, he he's going to be. I think he's going to be the next Mohurst. To be quite honest with you, I think he's going to be bigger. 
I don't know if he'll be as athletic, but the kid moves people, and he he seems pretty fleet of foot. He seems like it. I want to see more to get a better idea. Um, I can't wait to see it. I don't think Donovan Jeter is going to pan out. He's one of those guys that every offseason you hear, oh, look, Donovan Jeter's making the turn. He's really he's really come on during bowl practice. You hear, I've heard that now uh, two seasons in a row, I think. This last two seasons, you're like, all right, can't wait to see this Donovan Jeter show up. And then you don't see nothing. So I, Donovan Jeter, we might as well forget about that kid. I don't know. He might, he might, uh, transfer. He might be another one of those transfer portal. I don't really see him doing much. I still think Michigan's going to go out and get a, uh, another kid from the transfer portal to, to plug in on defensive, the defensive tackle side. But as the starters, you've got the chubby face assassin, Chris Hinton. And before I go anywhere else into this, what about Dwumfor leaving to transfer just to Rutgers? Why waste a season? I mean, it, it, that speaks some, some kind of volume to me about on how unhappy this kid was that he was willing to leave Michigan. And go to Rutgers? It was either he was so unhappy that he had to leave, or he misjudged his talent level. And the only people who were interested in him were Rutgers. So I don't know. I don't know where how to play it. Where where the little uh, die falls on that one? But it's one of those two, I think. But let's get back to the you know the show here. Um, Mike linebacker, obviously McGrone. No even need to talk about it. Um, Will Ross, I think it's going to be Josh's Josh Ross's position to lose. I don't see anybody really taking it from him because I think the the biggest uh, the biggest fight is for Viper, and we'll go over that in a minute. Um, cornerbacks, I think that's a lock as well. Even though that the cornerback position though has. A lot of fucking players. I mean, to me, no one's even close. It's Amory Thomas and Vincent Gray. Vincent Gray was showed some promise at the beginning of the season, hit a major slump where people are picking on him for the majority of the season, right? The beginning of the season, good. Majority of the meat of the season, he was he was learning. He was getting taken advantage of a lot of times. But towards the end, in that, oh, in that Alabama game, he stepped up big. He looked good. Uh, Amy Thomas taking on the leadership role, Vincent Gray becoming like Vincent Gray really reminds me of Channing Stribling. Uh, he really does. I've never the long arms. Uh, uh, he might be faster than Channing. I'm not sure, but I was a huge Stribling fan. Um, and that's what Vincent Gray totally reminds me of. And I can't wait to see this this duo out there on the field next season. I really can't. It's it's gonna it's gonna be like a it's gonna be like a Lewis Stribling uh tag team there. I'm really excited about cornerback. I mean even though they are loaded, I mean you've got Jermaine Green, you've got Sammy Faustin Jr., you got DJ Turner, which everybody's talking about, Jalen Perry, George Johnson, you've got Andre Selden, Iman Dennis, I mean Darian Green Warren. I mean, you've got major competition. So the cornerback position, uh, the future is bright for Michigan. But I don't think anybody's taking, no one's close to taking those positions. Maybe DJ Turner, if he just shows up out of nowhere and is just rocking it. But um, 
Selden, I can't wait to see how he plays either. Safety, same thing. It's a lock, right? You got Daxton Hill and you've got Brad Hawkins. Brad Hawkins is uh, fast, aggressive, physical. And then, I mean, what more can you say about what Daxton Hill did last year? Uh, he showed he showed his age in that Alabama game, I guess, in that first play. But for the most part, he played like a stud all year. So I can't wait to see what he does with a full two years now under his belt. Um, can't wait to see that. So those positions locked. Now the center, I'm not really, now these are the positions I believe that there's a real battle for, right? Just because there's no clear cut winner in all of this. So, um, I've seen that we'll go with center. I mean, there's Vestardis and there's Carpenter, and I believe even Attenberry is getting some getting some reps here or getting some play in the in the media about Michigan football. Um, I don't know who's going to get it. I mean, you would think Vistardis maybe because he's a senior. I believe he's got the most experience. He played when um, Big Boy got hurt earlier in a couple plays. So I guess we'll see. Uh, I don't know, man. But I think that one that's. This offensive line is going to be interesting because you've got the two tackles with uh, with Mayfield and Hayes as a lock. I forgot to say that. They were a lock. Um, I think Chuck Filiaga and uh, uh, Stuber are going to be the guards. But even then, you've got some some uh, deviation in some people's belief on these on this guard situation as well. I mean, you've got Ryan Hayes, maybe a guard. Zach, Zach Carpenter being mentioned as a guard. Zach Zinter, Chuck Filiaga. I mean, we've got people all over the place. You just, oh, and then Rumler. I, I don't know what's really going to happen, but for me, for my for my guessing, right? This is my show, so we'll give my opinion. Um, I guess I'll go with Carpenter for for center. Um, I, I need to read up more on these two kids. Uh, I don't know. We'll see, but right now I want to go with Carpenter. This is just forecasting. So we'll see how right I am on, on this for center. Um, then you've got the guards. We've got, uh, I think it's going to be Chuck Filiaga and I think it's going to be Ryan. And then it's going to be Andrew Stuber. I think that makes the most sense. They are the most talented. I believe Chuck, I think there's something with this Chuck Filiaga kid. He's gotten much bigger in the last year and a half. Uh, There were some talks a few years ago about uh, he was just a little too young, but still picking it up at a fast rate. I think this kid... I mean, come on. He wasn't going to beat out Bredesen. He wasn't going to be out and win you. He just wasn't. But now those two bad boys are gone, and I think this is his time to shine. If he does this, was he a senior? Uh, Filiago will be a senior. Fifth, yeah. He'll be a, he just needs one good year, and I think he could get into the NFL. Um, especially if, if he can continue that, uh, if he can continue to show that uh, Michigan guards don't give up sacks, they're good. They're guards when they pull, they're athletic. They can get downfield, all that kind of stuff. I think if he has one good year, he can he can prove it. Um, because let's face it, if he was going to transfer, he has to be doing it soon. But I think Filiaga's got that locked. Stuber's locked. Um, Carpenter, I'm going to say, is the guy. So there's our offensive line. Um, with Hayes and Mayfield bookending that that uh, group. Um, so we're going to go Viper. Now, I don't know much about these two kids, to be quite honest with you, but it seems like Michael Barrett 
uh, seems to be the odds-on favorite to be the uh, Viper for next season. I was actually hoping like uh, Jordan Anthony would have stuck around to maybe give him a run for their money, uh, maybe see if he could have been maybe a will and put Josh Ross to the Viper or whatever. But Michael Barrett seems to be the odds-on favorite. He has to be super athletic because I believe they had him at running back, um, now at linebacker. Uh, I don't know where else they've had this kid, but he's floated around a lot like Hassan Haskins. So hopefully this is his landing spot and he really improves. But you've got that Anthony Solomon out there, too. And I've read some things that he's been impressing some people. But, you know, could he be another uh, Donovan Jeter where people say, oh, he's getting it. And then you never really hear from him. So I think there's going to be somewhat of a battle there between Solomon and Barrett. But you'll probably see Barrett get the get the call for that. So we'll go with Barrett on that. Um, And now the major one, right? The major, major position that everybody's going to be looking at. And that's quarterback. Um, and I've said this, people who listen to this show every week or are probably very sick of hearing me say this, but I was a huge run DMC fan. Big, big time. I love his leadership. I know I've said this a lot, but I want to say this for people who may not have heard it. Um, love his leadership. Absolutely. 100% love it. Uh, not sure. If his health and his body and his body style can with can withstand the pounding of a quarterback, especially one that runs like he does. Now, if he just stayed in the pocket and kind of, and maneuvers around and, and learn how to slide and not that bullshit slide he tried against Wisconsin, whew, those are two of the dirtiest hits I've ever seen in college football. I think the, or against the Michigan quarterback, that was awful. Um, so with that and how his family really reacted to it, I'm not quite sure he's the guy only because the, the most important ability is availability, right? Reliability falls right in there as well, but I don't know if you can rely on him and I don't know if he'll be available because he's so injury prone. Now, I think the one major drawback to Joe Milton, I know he, I know he can throw about a mile and a half easily, standing one spot, can throw 94 miles, get it, whatever. Um, big kid, can t- probably take some hits and be okay. Uh, mobile, love it. Um, but what's his accuracy like? I'm still going to go with Milton. I think he's probably improved his accuracy. I think some of the comments he's made during bowl week says that he's focused on winning the spot. He's not going to go anywhere. I really still do think that uh, if Milton wins this start. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. ...position early. Like, I'm talking early camp. Uh, Don't be shocked if Run DMC transfers. Because he's got to do something. He has not been impressive in the games. Well, he hasn't. He doesn't have enough uh, enough out there 
to you know to show people they could be anywhere. So if he transfers, don't be don't be shocked if he goes to Northern Colorado to play for his dad. Because that way his health issues, he can still have the same doctor. I know I've gone all over this before, but I'll go over it again. Same doctors that he grew up with will be there in Colorado where he grew up. His father's the head coach of the team. He'll probably get the starting spot way easier. And in this day and age, when a Josh Allen can come from with Wyoming and make it to the NFL, when a Tony Romo come from Eastern Illinois, you can't tell me that somebody from Northern Colorado can't make it if he's got the pedigree of a McCaffrey. So if, just saying, if Dylan loses the job early to Milton, do not be shocked if he makes his way out. Because he's not going to want to back somebody up for his final year of eligibility. He's just not when he can go and play right away with his dad. Because, you know, they'll figure out some way to, this transfer portal, they might as well just call it free agency. Because that's what it is. I mean, they're coming up with more and more creative ways to get past that uh, sitting a year thing. So I'm not even worried about that. Um, don't be shocked if that happens. And that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Milton, quarterback, lock. That's how it's going to go for me. A maniac's lock right there. Um, I hope that his his accuracy um, really, really improves from when he was in high school. I saw, obviously, he's played two years in college football. You didn't see him much in these two years, but he looks... He looks so good right now. I love the quiet leadership type. Um, I still would have him number two if Dylan McCaffrey wasn't so injury prone. So I'm going to go with Milton just based because I think his body is built more to take the rigors of a full season. Um, So that's it, guys. We're going to go with... Quarterback, Milton. Running back, Charbonnet. Then Haskins. Wide receiver, Collins, Bell, Jackson. Tight end, Eubanks. Left tackle, Mayfield. Right tackle, Hayes. You've got Chuck Filiaga and Andrew Stuber filling in on the guards. We'll go Zach Harpenter as the center. The D-line stays the same as what we saw in the in the bowl game. Uh, you've got salt and pepper on the ends. You've got the chubby-faced assassin, Carlo Kemp, and then Chris Hinton in the middle. You've got um, McGrone at the mic. You've got Josh Ross, Will. Then uh, Viper, we're going to go with Barrett, and we'll see where that goes. Uh, cornerbacks, you've got Thomas and, and Gray. And then safeties, you've got Hill and Hawkins. I think that's fantastic. I can't wait to see what this team can do next season, especially uh, on the leadership side of it. I'm very excited. But talking about going on from this, let's go into the Senior Bowl, right? The Senior Bowl is going to be uh, very interesting this season because for one reason, really, there's most of these guys that are in the Senior Bowl really have something to prove um, in a lot of different different ways, right? So we'll go over it. Like Hudson. Kalik Hudson's got to prove that he can be an NFL player. Right now, I don't know if NFL teams have faith in him, that he can, that he's of, well, linebacking. I don't think he's going to be a linebacker. So in this game, he's got to prove that he can do the safety deal and that he can be that maybe hybrid linebacker safety that the NFL seems to be flirting with right now. So I would like to see him do that. Um, I think if he has a good outing, he can get himself into maybe the fifth round of the draft. I really do. Right now, if he's lucky, I think he's seventh round. Um, 
I don't know. I haven't looked at any bowl. Like, I've not seen any draft projections for these kids. I'm just going off what I see and what I believe and not anything else. Um, Metellus, that's another one. Uh, he's got to prove that he can that he can play safety. I mean, there's a lot of questions with him. Uh his speed, how he reads the, how his eyes get caught in the backfield. Can he guard? Can he cover? Can he do whatever? There's a lot of things this kid needs to prove. Uh, so I think a good game there will actually get him, get him drafted. I don't think Metellus is going to get drafted either if he, if he doesn't improve. Because if you look back at every big play that happened this year, Metellus, oh, every negative big play that teams had against us, Metellus was the reason why. And if you don't think NFL teams are ma- are paying attention to that, you're crazy. Um, McKeon or McNa McCown, no, whatever his name is. I'm sorry, I'm dealing with um, you know medicine issues right now, so I'm a little medicated. Uh, Sean McCown or McKeon, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know why I can't say his stupid name now, <laughs> but anyways, uh, I think he could surprise people at tight end. I really do. I, he's got the speed. He's got the size. He's got good hands. I know that's weird for me to say because I've always blasted him for that. But he has improved his hands quite a bit. Um, now, if he could get the tackling, I mean, the blocking thing down, not quite sure what kind of blocker he is. You know, I wasn't, I never was there like, ooh, what a great block by that guy. You know, never. So. I think he can actually get drafted. I think he can do one of those uh, gentry things. I, he might be seventh round, but I think he can make it in the NFL. And I definitely think once he gets on the team, I, I believe he can make some noise. I really do. He's got the sneaky potential to do something. I really do. I Even though I can't say the kid's name now because I'm, you know, medicated out of my gourd. Um, now, Bredesen, I think all he's going to do is solidify that, he need, that he's one of the top D, one of the top offensive guards in the nation. I mean, the kid never allowed a sack this season. Uh, he's only gotten better with every year at Michigan. He's just he's one of those solid Michigan linemen that come out and is going to have a good, decent career in the NFL. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he goes second round. If he if he plays amazing in this game, maybe he gets taken up in the late first rounds. Who knows? But, you know, he's making it. I think this kid's going to be a great pro. Josh Uche, I think, if anything, all he did was just uh, increase his stock this by going into the Senior Bowl. I've heard nothing but great things about him so far, about how fast he is. I mean, 4'6", he's in coverage. People are impressed with his coverage skills. He's 6'1", 248. And he runs a four six, and he can cover people. And his And he's getting... If he can get over on some of these outstanding offensive tackles in this game. And if he hit can get to their shoulder and get to that quarterback, you're going to see him maybe go third round. Right? I would I wouldn't be shocked because the NFL loves pass rushers. Absolutely loves pass rushers and he is proof of that. And then he can prove that once he can get in in the game, he can also cover the running back outside on like a on a route or on a wheel route or whatever it is. He had tight end, he can hang with them. He can cover now. So now he's just more than just a rush guy. He's he's an actual linebacker. So I liked I think he's he has a good game. Watch him get taken in the third round. That's my projection. And then you've got Shea Patterson. 
uh, now this, uh, I am not a Shea Patterson fan. I refused to. I gave him credit for those three games. And then he proved me 100% right again on how bad he played in the bowl game. But what this is going to prove, because everything I've read so far, there's been two reports out there. One person saying that, uh, God, I wish I wrote down these names, but like I said, I'm not in my right mind at this point. But uh, one guy says there's no way he's a, a Michigan. There's no way he's an NFL quarterback. And then there's somebody else that came down and said, well, if we trusted this guy, he would be the head of, of scouting for a team or whatever, blah, blah, bickering. Well, everything I've seen, videos have come out that he's making some really good passes. He's making some really good passes. Looks like he, he's in tune. He's doing all that kind of stuff, right? Well, that's practice. So what Shea Patterson's either going to do is prove that he can make these throws or he's ultimately, to me, what I think he's going to do, he's going to prove that he is the ultimate practice player. That he looks so good in practice when there's no stress and there's no real nerves to be had and there's no real consequence to anything. He shows up and he looks great because it's practice. But then when the game gets in, don't be shocked if Shea Patterson goes in for a series and looks god-awful. I don't know how long they rotate these players in and out or whatever they get. If they get a full quarter, half quarter, whatever it is, I don't know what they do. But whatever it is, don't be surprised if Shea Patterson looks like Dookie. Uh, if he does, which I expect him to, I it'll be proof to me that that's exactly what it was. He intoxicated the the coaching staff every week in practice because he can make the throws and he can do all the things when there's no pressure. You know, it's like being funny with your friends and then getting on stage and having to be funny. Two different things, right? Trust me, I know. Um, I know plenty of guys that are funny when they're around their buddies. Uh, but it takes a real talent to get on stage and do it. So... I don't. I just think he's a guy that makes everybody laugh when he's in around his buddies. So he makes all the throws when there's no pressure. So don't be shocked if he chokes a fat one in the Senior Bowl. Now, if he doesn't, and he looks great. I'll you know I'll give him credit. I, I give credit where credit's due. But I also am not going to turn. A, I'm not going to turn an eye when you suck. So I my opinion is he sucks, and I think he's just a classic. Uh, practice player so we'll see now we'll finish this with a, a michigan basketball thing um i was just on a radio show um in on in cody wyoming that's right guys i'm popular everywhere um and the subject of Juwan howard came up and what what uh how i felt about how the season's going especially now that they're on this skid and my thought was is this, is that I wasn't really expecting much from this team at the beginning of the season, right before anything had happened. Because we we lost Matthews, we lost uh, Iggy, we lost Poole, we lost some really talented kids to the NBA. Matthews got hurt before the draft, but uh, NBA talent for sure. Um, and then we had Simpson and Teske and Livers. So we had three really good kids coming back, but that's all we had. Everyone outside of that was unproven or inexperienced talent, right? They, with the way Beeline ran things, is they didn't get much playing time. So you don't really know what you had with these kids. 
Uh, and Wagner, I think his his injury hurt him, slowed him down some. It looks like he's starting to come on now. But let's let's face it, our shooting we suck. I mean, we've really hit the wall lately with our shooting. Simpson's doing too much. He's doing too much. But here's the thing. I love Jawan Howard and what he's doing with this team. He's figuring some stuff out. Hey, we weren't going to be world beaters this year, so I don't care. Figure it out. Figure out what you got to do for all the coming up seasons. I mean, because you've got the number ranked four uh, best recruiting class in the nation so far coming in next season. So figure out what you need to do now, how you want to attack this college basketball thing, and then let's go with it. I mean, I think we can make some noise in whatever tournament we get in as long as our our shooting starts to catch on towards March because I think that's really when you want to be hitting your stride. But outside of that, I mean, I don't think there – we shouldn't – as Michigan fans, we shouldn't really be expecting much. Let the man grow. Let the man figure out what he's going to be, um, and then we'll go with it. We only have three players that really had any experience whatsoever last year, and one of them is hurt, and we don't even know if he's going to come back, and that's in livers. So – Simpson's pressing. Teske can't really hold it down right now as a big man in the middle because he's going against, for whatever reason, his defense has gone away. So we need to get like Johns and everybody in there. Castleton, who knows what he's up to. Some days he looks like he's scared to do anything. So let's just figure it out. I, I'm happy with everything that happens this year. I like anything that happens. I'm excited with just because I want to see Jawan Howard figure this out. So I'm more than willing. Hell, man, I said I was willing to give Harbaugh five to eight years before I was going to make a decision if she could go or not. So if I'm willing to do that for Harbaugh, I can't wait to do this for Jawan because, I mean, this is his first real gig as a head coach. And I think he's doing great. I mean, he's he's out there recruiting. He he loves the game. He loves the kids, and you can really see that he loves the school. What more could you ever ask for out of your coach? You know, so I'm I'm excited about it. I don't really know what else to say about it, just because we are struggling right now, and it's obvious. But these are growing pains. So I want to get out of here, guys. Uh, yeah, my knee's starting to hurt. So um, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It just is. It's great. I love it. I wouldn't be anything else. And always and forever, guys, go blue.